Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. Hello, everybody. This is Inspector Clouseau, played by Steve Olivas, and my associate, James, someone with followers who have no idea what <laughs> I'm talking about. When I say, does your dog bite? Break well. And James... If I said Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau, would you know what I'm referring to? You would be referring to the Pink Panther. Oh, my God. <laughs> well played, sir. Have you seen the movies? That's the follow-up question. Absolutely not. But I, I know my baseline <laughs> trivia. I, jo- I know just enough trivia to deal with you. That's, that's, I just got to get through this 15 minutes and get on with my life. Well, I have the Inspector Clouseau hat today, which uh, you questioned my taste. As you said, it was far worse than this hat would imply. Yeah, I, I actually I thought it was tamer than usual. My actual comment to you did your was was did your clown closet run out of stuff? So clearly it did not. This is a deliberate choice. I presume we'll be returning to the clown closet next week. So we can all look forward to that. Wow. Well, you've tuned in to uh, Hat Fancy Magazine's version of video, and this is Wrong and Wronger with Olivas and Breakwell. And in this podcast, we talk about and debate topics that everybody has an opinion about, but very few people are willing to share for fear of retaliation. And that's really what the show's all about, James. Yes, we're bringing these controversial, hidden, meaningless you know, opinions to light. We're getting it all out there in the open. That's what this is about. We are about finding we... the truth. <laughs> and the truth shall set you free, which leads into the topic this week. Yes, actually, the topic this week is uh, what's the best way to fasten pants, buttons or snaps? So buttons would be, and I think I th- to define it like snaps, you push it, it actually snaps in and buttons like it slips through the hole and there's no actual snapping yeah. motion. You, you, we agree on the definition. Who are you explaining this to? You, because you're going to pull some sort of fancy like alternate button from the 1950s. <laughs> oh I just want to clearly define this. And by the way, by the oh, way, man. let's okay. thank our interns for crediting me properly this week with the, <laughs> with the win last week. You should make New Year's resolutions. It has been decided decisively. So thank you all for supporting us as we work to get better, except for Steve, who will always be terrible. So thank you for that. And let's go, let's go on to a, a second win this week. And both interns came up with a squashing victory. You crushed me like a (laughs) bug on a windshield this week. Man. As it should be every week. And several people begging, nay, really begging, to bring back the penalty videos. And I guess (laughs) that at least one person, possibly two, missed them. Yeah, they do, and they're not coming back. It's just too much work. <laughs> if if we had, it was a brilliant idea, and like they always got you know more views than our regular videos because nobody sure. wants to see us talk. They just want to see us humiliated. But it never translated into actual growth. Like people would show up for the penalty and then just go away for the debate again. It's like okay, clearly, <laughs> clearly this is self defeating. So we'll just go back to our regular level of self defeating and debate the topics. And our pride is on the line. 
Well, I think what spurred a new upsurge in, or a resurgence, I suppose is a better word, a resurgence in interest was you reposted what is probably the watershed moment in <laughs> penalty video history. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. It's when we did the Breakfast Club video. And I did that before I'd ever seen the movie. I just I just did that one two-minute scene I looked up on the internet. But we did it shot for shot. And it's pretty accurate. We did it because that congresswoman had, had released it. And there was all this all this you know praise going out for that. I thought, we, we did it better. But you know, that video, I feel like it should have gone viral. It's only got like 4,000 views to this day. It does not reflect the time and effort and craftsmanship I put into it. Uh, but and it is what it is. It is it is a, a monument to a to a thread gone wrong in our in our bygone <laughs> wrong and wronger days. Well, James, before we get started, we usually do compliments. However, I'm going to steer my compliment away from you whoa, and whoa. toward our fans. Yes, I have show and tell here today because I was inundated with two gifts that came in the mail. What? Yeah. What? So. Judy P, super fan, Judy P sent along, and I sent you a picture of this, Yo, a Santa Claus squirrel, and it sings, and I would push the button and make it sing, but it's highly annoying, and the dog wanted to kill it, which would actually <laughs> make Mrs. Steve very happy, because it's a squirrel, but also, now this one you haven't seen, I don't know, I didn't ask you if you got, I got a postcard, Christmas card, from the gal who you and her coined the phrase wrong and wronger birthing method, if you remember oh. Miss Laura. And uh, she sent along a nice Christmas card with a picture of her, her newborn, her little one, I, who she was going to name Steve after her favorite Wrong and Wronger podcaster. I, I did not get that one, probably because her appreciation is just assumed. She doesn't have to prove it to me because that will always be her favorite <laughs> oh. Wrong and Wronger host. Come on now. So we've got the greatest fans in the world. We have two interns who show up for work, make us coffee, and tabulate the statistics every week for no pay whatsoever. And we have gifts. They come like the Magi, bearing gifts. Well, I did not get any gifts or any coffee this week, but I am full of joy and compliments for you. So I would like Ooh. to compliment you on continuing yeah. to find ridiculous accents just out of nowhere that I'm sure offend everybody <laughs> in a different nation every week. But you go for it. You go all in without any regard for, for what anybody might think for common decency or good taste. You are all in. So I appreciate you for that. And when we finally get banned from the internet, I am confident it's going to be because of your 30 second opening bit on one of these videos can you offend french people i don't even know if that's possible you know i think it is i think there's a line i don't know if you hit it tonight but I, i'm confident you're going to keep digging it i just go back to that macaroni and cheese video and remember just how far you can go <laughs> there is a line and you have clearly crossed it before James Breakwell, I was enjoying the piquancy of that <laughs> mac and cheese recipe is what I was doing. It got me a little inflamed, which is probably some of the perspiration that you saw. But I don't know where your mind took it. I think that says more about you than about me. That should have been our last penalty video. That's where we should have cut it off. <laughs> that should have been the last episode of Wrong and Wronger. We should have just been done, deleted it from the internet, and pretend we didn't know each other. But, but here we are. <laughs> So let's debate pants. <laughs> All right, debating pants. I have in front of me the actual Guam quarter of fate, and uh, I was thinking about sending a duplicate Guam quarter to each of our super fans here to thank them for their participation in the show and sending me gifts and not you, which makes it even better. <laughs> but what shall the two – and we're sick with Guam quarters, James. What do the two sides of the Guam quarter of fate represent for you? Heads, I'm, I'm snaps. Tails, I'm buttons. 
Heads of snaps, tails of buttons. Yes. The truth shall set you free, and so shall a good set of pliers. It is heads. You, sir, have snaps. Excellent, because that's what you need with pants. You need a mechanical advantage. If you get the uh, the other one, just the button that slips through the hole and holds there, you've just got fabric holding it in place. Fabric can fray, it can give way. If, uh, if you've got an expanding waistline, as happens to some people in their 50s or 60s or 70s, however old you are, Steve, it can, it can push it out and pull it open. But snaps, it's metal inside of metal. You hear that reassuring click. There's no question of did you get it through or did you not get it through. You hear a click, it's good to go, and that thing is not coming apart unless you deliberately pull it apart. It is total comfort and total security for as long as you need it to stay closed, and there's no reason to secure your pants with anything else. James, I know that you probably still own several pairs of Garanimals because I saw your <laughs> Harlem Shake or Harlem Shuffle, I'm not sure what it was, video, where uh, you and Lola, Mrs. Unicorn, dressed up in your finest Garanimal underoos combinations. Those were pajamas. <laughs> Pajamas, one piece okay. pajamas. Listen, on. I don't judge, all right? Whatever you two do in the privacy of your own home is between a husband and a wife in a loving relationship. But Garanimals in 1976 were the last pants ever, other than pants that had the word husky either before them or after them, that closed with a snap. If you're nine years old, you have already outgrown every pant pair that has a snap as your enclosure option. Now, maturity comes with a price, and that is moving into the common convenience of buttons. <laughs> if you remember, 1984, Levi's 501 button fly jeans, they just added to the ambiance that was everything of Dr. Steve from the waist down when I was just Steve back then. <laughs> Actually, I was Olivas alone. That's another story for another day. The girl haven't stopped yelling that, but it's not because of my jeans, I'm proud to say. And men's dress pants now, there's two options with men's dress pants. When you get old and refined and you have just a little bit of life under your belt, pardon <laughs> that pun, but they're either the clip, it's like a metal, uh, it's a clip is what it is. I the metal thing is like about. a yes. hook. And or buttons. And buttons are so important, James. Most men's dress pants have a secondary button. In case the first one flies off, that there's some kind of equipment failure, there is a fail-safe. There's a secondary button on the inside that you button first that's there just in case, because buttons are important to technology when it comes to pants. And they go to redundant systems to make sure that there are no failures. If that snap flies off, and how many times, Breakwell, when you were nine years old, you were at your friend's birthday party, you were leaning forward for a second piece of cake and that snap came undone. Never. Once it got a little bit uh, exposed to the up. <laughs> oh, how dare you? You know it did. And it's very embarrassing <laughs> to have to redo your snap in front of the nine-year-old girls that are at the party. That's about the last year that boys and girls went to the same parties. But you know what I'm talking about. Buttons are safe, buttons are convenient, and buttons are a sign that you have arrived. Buttons are a sign that your life is over. That's all it is. You know, why they, you know why they have to give you two? Because failure is assumed. It's like, hey, take take a car and a backup car because the first one's probably gonna blow up. It's like, boy, I feel safe. You don't you don't give somebody two products if you have faith in it. You give somebody one snap on a pair of pants because you know it's gonna work and it's gonna work forever. Okay? I've got four small children. You know how chaotic and awful my life would be if I had to get each one of them to put that that button 
button through the hole. I mean, and the, those holes in there, they're <laughs> tiny. The buttons are tiny. Everything's miniaturized for children. It's so, it's so difficult. You've just got to use snaps. It's about keeping clothes on kids because those clothes come flying off for every reason. It's about keeping my kids decent in public, okay? I cannot trust that to a button sliding through a, through a loop. I've got to trust that to a snap. I need, I need mechanical reassurance that those clothes are staying on. And that's what it gives me. And if, if clothing manufacturers had any sense of decency, they would put snaps on clothes for adults. I mean, you think about it like oh, on, uh, on jackets, God. on jackets, you get buttons. That, that, what are they? They're not buttons going through a loop. They're buttons with snaps on your jacket. Do you, what, what kind of oh buttons do you God. have on your jacket? Yeah. I have button buttons. I have a nice jacket. You don't have metal buttons like on your windbreakers or anything that goes over the zipper? Extra, extra warmth? I have, <laughs> Come on. I have Velcro that goes over the zipper. Just like on your shoes. I know how fashionable <laughs> you are. <laughs> But you gotta understand though, the fashion industry doesn't it doesn't choose to give us these things because they're convenient. They it's kinda like like high heel shoes for women. Like they like it's an impractical choice, it's not good for anything, and it hurts your feet, but they do it just because to make to make it difficult because difficulty equals fashionable. It's the same thing with buttons sliding through the loop. They're like, boy, this is an awful choice, and snaps will be far superior, but this is gonna make make old confused men feel classy, so that's why they do it. If they if if they were if they were it had any regard for practicality whatsoever, they would keep snaps on. I mean, how many how many uh, you know like like buttons through the loops do you think they have on the spacesuit? Huh? How many? None. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> you, you zip that up, you snap that thing closed, and it's not coming open, okay? You cannot oh, how dare you? You, you can Velcro that covers the pocket, you put the Tang powder in, and then you mix it up when you, you also, want something to drink. you got so many snaps on the, on the International Space Station, it's not even funny. All the pouches and everything. Snaps are the way to go. Snaps are like metal Velcro that you're so fond of. It's like the Velcro <laughs> of the future. And I don't know how you can possibly compete with that. <sighs> Mechanical reassurance. I like that line. That's going to be the name. If you and I ever form an indie band, that shall be our name. Not to be confused with Mechanical Resonance, which was a Tesla album in 1986. I'm sure you had a copy on CD. But uh, James, of course you have spare things. Don't say you put a spare button on because you assume failure. Yes. Do you have a spare tire in your car? There's yes. a fail safe just in case. Not that you assume <laughs> your tires are going to blow out. I'm sure there are times you go out where it doesn't and blow out. And uh, talking about your kids and having their clothes fly off, I, I, I don't know what you do out in public. <laughs> clothes flying off, by the way, does not define my high school experience, at least not with another person. But no, your kids have secure clothing and buttons are part of it. I'm sure they have nice little jackets, that little girl dress jackets that have the buttons because buttons just look nicer. They make clean lines on the clothing. That's why men's dress shirts have buttons. We don't have the Jay Leno uh, denim shirts that have the snaps that make you look like a cowboy. No, we have nice lines on our shirts. And, and I know you want to look nice, James. You've got to do anything you can to artificially create that nice look because you don't have it naturally like I do. I roll out of bed looking this good every day. And buttons are the answer for you. Let me, let me ask you this. So if you yeah. had to string together pieces of clothing to like climb out of a burning building, would you rather secure them together with snaps or with buttons? Which would you choose to support your weight? I don't even understand the question. You would tie knots. You'd use square knots. <laughs> or, 
and uh, some you, kind you reinforce of maritime it by snapping knot. it together. I, the, the weight supportability of snaps is not even close. They can take so much more pressure, take so much more more horsepower to pull them apart, more so many more joules of work. Uh, it's it's just it's a superior machine. It's got a mechanical advantage. Buttons have nothing. It's something the cavemen could have thrown together. You put some thread through there, you stick it on your pants, you slip it, you slip it through the hole, and that's it. And it and it pops off. I mean, James, I'm fairly certain joules is a unit of temperature and not weight. No, it's not a unit of weight. It's a unit of, of work, I think. It's like, it's like the heat released from work, isn't it? Boy. I, I think I, I, I had a science class more recently than you. My wife is upstairs. I'm not going to go ask her and humiliate myself. But it's, it's in the ballpark of what I'm talking about. I'm quite confident <laughs> of that. But really, all you've got going for you in this entire argument is fashion. That This is the way things are done, and that's the way they should always be done. But that's ridiculous. If you, if you put khaki pants on the shelf with metal snaps, they would fly off the shelf. Everybody would want a pair. Everybody. Oh, every, yes. And you put a little zebra on the front, and now you got a nice girl animal. Yes. And uh, Luna just made her guest appearance. She also agrees that snaps are amazing. So uh, because they're much tastier she than buttons, I'm sure. She, she always agrees with me. She's a good pig like that. I should have had her be my co-host. Nobody wants to see you. <laughs> they just want to see this adorable pig. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that everybody would agree buttons is the way to go. There is no insane bridge too far for Breakwell to traverse to try to bring his argument around, but it's not going to work this time. This week is Olivas's week. Roll the <laughs> dice and let the listeners and the viewers know exactly how they vote for their conscience and for the side of righteousness. All right. If you want to vote for snaps and mechanical reassurance, vote for <laughs> the number three. If you want to vote, single digit. Wow. Yeah. If you want to vote for Steve and his insane and useless buttons, vote for 25. And if you want to throw, yeah, if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 43. 43. Is that the perfect number or is that 45? I have no idea. No, you do too because you rolled it and you said that's like the perfect number from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's 42. That's the answer to everything in the universe. Ah. You are, All right, so we're one so off confused. of that. Yes. Right. <laughs> if you want to vote for Breakwell, and uh, and what seven year old would not want to vote for Breakwell? Luna is still a very young pig, and that's why she agrees that the zoo, the the uh, Garanimals are the way to go. But number three, if you want to vote for Steve, if you're actually over the age of 10 and you have a conscience, you will vote for the number 25. Olivas has to win this week. And if you want to throw away your vote, you vote for three or 43. And it's no coincidence that they both have a three in them. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> so I think we've wrapped up for this week, James. Until next week, when we debate another topic that you know you're not going to want to miss, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and as always, remember, Breakwell says two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>